What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Slaw Sports Show. I'm your host, Cole Noble, a.k.a. Slaw, back for another fantastic Slaw Sports Show Saturday here on the Slaw Sports Show, bringing, uh, bringing you guys yet another episode of the podcast. I apologize for last week. We missed the Slaw Sports Show Saturday. Just had a lot going on over here at Elon University, um, especially with you know two weeks left um, of the semester, actually, so... Um, pretty exciting and pretty crazy that we're already here at the tail end of the college semester. So we were just uh, really hammered down and busy last week with work. Uh, couldn't get around to the podcast, but we are back today um, with another episode of the Saw Sports Show. Um, and again, like always, we have a lot to talk about um, coming out of this past week in the world of sports. Uh, we got some stuff we're going to hit on with the NBA, um, some breaking news coming out of there. Huge news in the MLB. Two big things we're going to hit on. And then the bulk of today's episode will be spent in college football. Um, we had two huge games last night on Friday um, in college football that we are definitely going to hit on. Uh, two exciting games, two late games um, on Friday night we're going to um, talk about as well. And then we're going to get into the bulk of today's episode, which will be Slaw's Heisman Watch. Uh, leading up toward the end of the season, we got a little ways to go here. Uh, but I figured today would be a great day uh, to give us our top five Heisman Watch candidates so far. From what we've seen, you know, um, we got some teams, you know, like the Big Ten, who um, ha- have only played, you know, two um, games so far. They're playing their third uh, today on Saturday, uh, whenever you listen to this episode. Um, so it's hard to really analyze those guys. But there's one in particular who is definitely on our li- on our list. Um but we're going to be talking about just our top five guys who could potentially be candidates to win the Heisman Award this year. Um, some guys are obvious. Some guys are not. Um, but, yeah, we're just going to hit on those top five Heisman candidates. Uh, do a little bit of preview of today um, in college football for those who listened to the episode early um, to know what to look forward to uh, before today's matchups. But before we um, move over to college football, like I said, we're going to start in the NBA. And the exciting news out of the NBA today is that the NBA has officially released their return date for their next season. Um, you know, it's we've been you know a little over a month out since last season ended, uh, with the Lakers being crowned the NBA champions, taking down the Miami Heat. But because of the COVID nineteen delay during the summer. We knew that the se- the next season would start uh, pretty quickly. You know, there'd be a pretty quick turnaround from um, the season that just ended and the one coming up um, the next season. But actually, this is a historically short off season for the NBA, and the NBA return date, the starting date for the next season, is actually going to be December twenty second. So a little over a month away, and we're back into NBA basketball. So it's pretty exciting to think about. And then um, on next Wednesday, actually, November 18th, we have the NBA draft. Uh, so we're going to hit on that on next week's episode as well. Uh, make sure that, you know, we get our draft coverage out there for you guys um, that are big NBA fans. Um, so we're going to hit on that next week with the draft being a week out from Wednesday. But the return date, December 22nd, that's pretty incredible for the NBA being able to turn around that quickly. And for the players, some players are a little uns, um, upset about the quick turnaround going into the next season, felt feeling like they're not getting um, 
you know, the required offseason that it takes to rest from the long NBA season. Uh, but to be fair, you know, a lot of teams that didn't get invited to the bubble, they haven't played in months. And for them, it's been a one of the longest offseasons. Um, but again, for teams like the Lakers and the Heat and the teams who went deep into the playoffs this year, short turnaround. And that's why we're seeing some, you know, rumblings come out, um, you know, from the Lakers and then from other teams as well. You know, like Danny Green, he's saying that he wouldn't be surprised if some players, you know, like LeBron James may sit out the first month of the of this upcoming NBA season. Um, and, you know, based on what we saw from LeBron James' Instagram reaction, um, our social media reaction from when the NBA released this re- um, released their return date, I wouldn't be surprised if we see LeBron James sit out a couple games er- early on this year, especially at where he's getting at the stage of his career. And we might also see that uh, from some other guys who are at the tail end of their careers as well. Uh, may sit out the beginning of the season this year, um, which would be something to really keep an eye on uh, as that progresses and as the season begins, see who's actually in, who is out once the season starts. And the NBA also um, extending their opt-out date for players who wish to opt out of the season due to COVID-19 concerns. Uh, the NBA has also pushed that back as well uh, for ne- uh, for this coming season. So now we're going to go over to the MLB. We got two big things we want to talk about from the MLB this past week. And we're going to start right in with the first one. The Cleveland Indians stated that they are intended to trade star uh, shortstop Francisco Lindor. Um, they're open to shopping him during the offseason, during free agency. Um, now with the season over, which is pretty surprising. Francisco Lindor's been you know, a trademark guy for the Cleveland Indians at shortstop. And with the Indians' intent on you know, finding a trade partner for him, he's going to be one of the um, probably the main interesting name in free agency this year. See which team tries to put together a package uh, to get the star um, shortstop. Um, but just it's huge news from the Indians, something that, you know, I didn't see coming. You know, maybe somebody else did um, or other people did, but I didn't see this coming from the Cleveland Indians wanting to trade Francisco Lindor. Um, it's definitely extremely interesting um, looking into the offseason and just some teams to keep an eye on who might be in the market, um, you know, for a star Shortstop, you know, the New York Mets, um, you know, they could be in the market, just a team with a lot of young talent and prospects uh, who could easily put together a trade in order to get a star player on their team. The New York Yankees could be a team, you know, they're the New York Yankees. Makes sense. Uh, That's what they always do every year. Uh, The Toronto Blue Jays, um, I think, could be a real, uh, a really realistic option. You know, it's a team who's wanting to build you know, a young cast, you know, they got flat, um, Vlad Guerrero Jr. Um, just a young cast who surprisingly made a little bit of a run here this year. And since then said they want to be active in free agency. Uh, they feel like they're in the prime of their, um, team right now with the run they made this past season, you know, a big spin here in free agency, getting Francisco Lindor can keep them right back on track and make a little bit of noise into next season. Uh, that's the team that I really want to keep an eye on here. Um, for Francisco Lindor is the Toronto Blue Jays. See what kind of package they can put together and get another um, you know, young stud to piece together this team who's looking uh, to try to contend. And then just another team to keep an eye on, the LA Angels. 
Uh, you know, a team who uh, should be looking for pitching. Um, but at the end of the day, teaming up Francisco Lindor with Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon could be a um, huge piece for this offense and uh, for the bats over there in L.A. You know, like I said, pitching should be their primary concern. Uh, but this is kind of guy that when he becomes available, you take interest in him and uh, something we could see out of L.A. But again, my team to keep an eye on here is the Toronto Blue Jays. See what kind of trade they could put to, or what kind of trade offer they could put together for Lindor this offseason. Uh, but obviously a huge name to look for, um, to look at uh, this year. Uh, and we're going to um, eventually have an episode um, solely tied on the NBA offseason uh, coming up and, and, you know, some of the key free agents over in the MLB. Um, pardon me, I think I said NBA earlier. I meant MLB. Um, but we're going to, of course, keep an eye on that um, in the coming weeks um, when that starts heating up and just see what kind of rumors, signings, and trades we got going on over there in the MLB. And then our second piece of major news from the MLB is that the Red Sox are going to rehire their ex-manager, Alex Cora, who, you know, in my opinion, as a Red Sox fan, is a great idea. You know, last year, 24-36, and 36, terrible. We had one of our worst years last year um, as with the Boston Red Sox. And, you know, the, um, you know, a main reason because of that was the fact that we did trade Mookie Betts uh, to the L.A. Dodgers, who, of course, went on to win the World Series. Go figure. Um, and then, of course, you know, our pitching was in, um, hurt the entire year. Uh, but a thing you got to think about is Alex Cora. We moved on from him this year uh, after he hit, got hit with a one-year suspension from the MLB for his role in the Houston Astros sign-stealing scandal. But now um, he is officially back. Uh, his suspension is, you know, now over. A lot of fans are complaining, saying he wasn't, you know, punished enough uh, for his role in the sign-stealing scan- sign scandal. But nevertheless, he is back with the Boston Red Sox. And, you know, in his first year as a manager with the Red Sox, we went to the World Series. We won the World Series. Um, now, is he going to be enough to, say, turn this team around? Probably not. Uh, like I said, the huge reason for um, you know our lack of success last year was the fact that we did trade our best player and arguably one of the best players in baseball. Um, but you know, getting back our manager will be huge. Um, if there's a guy who can turn around our you know our locker room and our dugout, it'll be Alex Cora. Um, and you know, as a, like I said, as a Red Sox fan, fantastic news to hear that he is back as our manager and. You know, I'm hoping for success next year. Didn't get it this year, uh, but with a low pick this year, uh, hopefully we can get, um, you know, a solid player this year in the draft. Um, you know, our prospects not looking too good right now. Um, but hopefully we can put some pieces together with the Boston Red Sox um, and give, uh, you know, Alex Cora um, just a second chance here at manager to kind of turn things around here in our dugout. Uh, but again, huge news, him coming back. Um, obviously huge news for the Red Sox organization, but also for the MLB as a whole, who, like I said, uh, has some issues with it, uh, with his role in the, in the uh, sign-stealing scandal, um, just whether or not he was punished long enough or deserving enough. But nevertheless, he is back as the manager of the Boston Red Sox. So now we get over to college football, and like I said before we get to our Heisman watch, we're going to start out with the two amazing games we saw last night on Friday and just 
you know, the first game, number 11, Miami was taking on NC State. Looked to be an easy win for Miami. But both teams, you know, they come flying out of the gate. Haymaker, haymaker, haymaker. Um, This game was back and forth, a shootout uh, from beginning to end. And actually, Miami ended up pulling away in the last, you know, three minutes and ended up winning this game. Uh, NC State gave them a run, you know, unranked NC State against, you know, number 11 Miami, who's been a pretty good team so far this year in college football. But Miami came back winning 44 to 41. Miami ended up going down and leading the go-ahead score with just over two minutes remaining. And then on the next drive, NC State threw an interception to DJ Ivy, steal, uh, sealing the game for Miami. Huge win. Uh, comeback victory over NC State. Um, but definitely on the defensive side for uh, Miami, not a good game for them. You know, Giving up 41 points against NC State, they got to turn things around defensively. If they want to uh, keep trying to compete in college football this year, but offensively, De'Ara King, he went off quarterback for Miami, 535 total yards, five touchdowns last night. He had a game last night, and of course, leading that final touchdown um, that ended up uh, the final touchdown that ended up putting them over top of NC State. Big win for Miami, and then our second game, the late game last night on Friday was number nine, BYU, taking on number 21, Boise State. Looked like it was going to be a great game on paper until Zach Wilson actually shredded Boise State. BYU held on 51-17, to blowout win over Boise State. BYU is now 8-0 on the season. Put some respect on BYU um, in the AP polls coming up. Um, at the end of this week, they had a huge win uh, this week against Boise State last night. And Zach Wilson, like I said, who I just mentioned, 359 yards and three total touchdowns last night. Um, short game for Zach Wilson. You know, easy to see why. They just blew them out from the beginning. That game was over from the start. BYU now, like I said, 8-0. Zach Wilson having a great year th- thus far and could be a guy to keep an eye on. This could be a guy, the way he's playing this year, he could start sneaking up the boards in the first round of the NFL draft. Definitely a name uh, to start keeping an eye on in college football this year. And a guy that, of course, we're going to be hitting on uh, real soon as we get over to our Heisman watch. Because Zach Wilson, he's been having a tremendous year so far uh, for BYU. But again, just those two games last night, you know, Miami, hanging on and coming back against NC State, and then the BYU blowout against Boise State. Two fantastic games last night on Friday. And then some more to come today, of course, on Saturday. But before we get to that preview, let's get to our Heisman watch. You know, you know, drum roll, please. You know, this is what you guys came for today. This is the uh, bulk of today's episode. This is what you guys are wanting to hear. Uh, so let's just go ahead and number one, for the Heisman watch, the guy we got leading the way right now at Heisman. We're giving it to Mac Jones out of Alabama quarterback. 6-0 with Alabama so far this season. You know, they're still second ranked in the nation behind Clemson. But in my opinion, after Clemson's game last week against uh, BC and Alabama's, you know, shutout performance against uh, Mississippi State, Alabama should have been number one in my opinion. But nevertheless, they stayed at number two. And Mac Jones, however, 
is number one on my Heisman watch so far through the season. This guy started the season red hot, three straight 400-yard games to open the season for Alabama. You know, so far this season, just looking at Mac Jones' stats, you know, 2,196 yards, 17 total touchdowns to only two interceptions, and a 95.5 QBR. You know, stats on paper look fantastic for Mac Jones. But, you know, what a lot of the experts and, you know, guys who are, you know, preparing to start analyzing Mac Jones for the NFL draft and what they've been amazed by with him this year is his deep ball. Um, he's really turned things around this year for Alabama, getting a lot more comfortable and a lot more accurate, throwing the ball deep. You know, unfortunately, he lost Jalen Waddell, but Devonta Smith is just as good in the deep game. And we saw that last week. Devonta Smith had a monster game. But it all come down to Mac Jones, um, you know, with his accuracy, his poise, his comfort, throwing that deep ball. That's really been the improvement so far this season for Mac Jones. Mel Kuyper said it best. He's taking shots with accuracy. He's throwing the ball deep and uh, connecting with his big-time playmakers in Alabama. And right now, the way Mac Jones is playing, he's in line to win the Heisman Award this year. And, you know, that's why I got him at number one. This guy's had a great year. And a guy who, you know, like Zach Wilson that I mentioned earlier, a guy who, if he declares, could end up being a first-round pick in the NFL draft this year and end up playing next year on the NFL team. Mac Jones is having a great year this year with Alabama, and we hope to see things continue going forward. Um, just keep building that connection there with Devonta Smith, something personally I love to see. Devonta Smith is one of my favorite players in college football this year. Uh, but Mac Jones having a phenomenal year as well at quarterback. And then at number two on our Heisman watch list, we got Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. And, you know, Clemson 7-0, you know, of course, number one team in the nation. Uh, but with Trevor Lawrence, things get interesting here when you start thinking about the Heisman. And the reason why is because last week against BC, Trevor Lawrence missed the game after testing positive for COVID-19 and then got ruled out again this week against Notre Dame, who they're playing today. So that's where things start getting shaky uh, when you start thinking about, you know, is Trevor Lawrence going to, you know, keep hanging uh, with Mac Jones here at the one spot? Um, but missing two games really going to hurt him here um, this season, but we that's why we got him at two. But, you know, obviously things can turn around. He can come back next week and continue being the Trevor Lawrence we all know, one of the best players in college football. Um, you know, so far this season, the guy's been going off 17 uh, passing touchdowns, four rushing touchdowns, and two interceptions as well. Uh, so, you know, those four rushing touchdowns are putting him over top. Mac Jones, um, who again has 17 total. Trevor Lawrence has 17 passing along with those four rushing. Both players have two interceptions. Uh, but just the key here is the fact that Trevor Lawrence is missing those two games. Those are going to be crucial uh, for Mac Jones who could potentially win the Heisman this year. Um, those two uh, missed games by Trevor Lawrence could play him over the top um, when you start getting to the committee at the end of the year who will vote on this. Uh, but Trevor Lawrence, like I said, could come back. Um, you know, Once he overcomes COVID-19, he can come back and play lights out football again, like we all know, over there for the Clemson Tigers. Uh, but right now we got him at two. And interesting enough, he could fall down to three uh, really quickly, um, as quickly as this week, actually, because at number three, we got Justin Fields 
out of Ohio State. And, you know, this is the uh, what, what I talked about and alluded to early on in today's episode with Ohio State. Big Ten team hasn't played that much football this year. You know, they've only played two games. They're 2-0 and in those two games, but still only two games compared to the 7-6 and six, uh, that Alabama and Clemson have played. But Justin Fields, man, he's been going off in these two games. Um, you know, he had he's had 594 yards and seven total touchdowns in two games. And, you know, despite the Big Ten's delay to begin the season this year, Justin Fields has quickly made progress. And, you know, he was a guy who was already before the season started, a guy who was an instant contender for the Heisman Award this year, you know, looking to be the second quarterback off the board in the NFL draft. But Justin Fields, no one, or excuse me, but Justin Fields has been going off in these first two games. And if he continues uh, that hot streak here today uh, in his third game, like I said, he could move up to number two here uh, for the Heisman watch and, you know, just leapfrog over Trevor Lawrence and push him down to three with him missing this week's game. Just something to keep an eye on there out of Ohio State. And then our number four player on our Heisman watch is going to be Zach Wilson, my guy out of BYU, who we you know talked a good amount um, with his game against Boise State last night. But Zach Wilson, you know, he had four touchdowns last week against Western Kentucky and really opened everyone's eyes last week. And you know, a lot of people are saying, well, how's he going to um, you know replicate that? You know, what's he going to do now against a ranked opponent? Um, with Boise State this week on the blue turf. How about five touchdowns? Because that's what Zach Wilson did. Um, you know, he raised his game uh, Friday against Boise State and, you know, just proved to everybody that, you know, you like the four touchdowns against Western Kentucky. How about now with the five touchdowns against Boise State? Great game by Zach Wilson. And, you know, he's really off to a fast start right now. Um, and he's a guy who could be a dark horse uh, for this award. Um, obviously not a guy who right now is looking very favorable, you know, with these three guys who I've mentioned above him, but a guy who, you know, they're eight and no over there in BYU. If he keeps the, uh, lighting things up the way he has been so far this season, this could be a guy who's a dark horse to come up and win this award and, uh, really implement his name going forward, um, toward the NFL draft this year. But nevertheless, you know, before you get to the NFL draft, you're thinking college football playoffs. BYU could be a team who could sneak in there. Um, whether or not they can make some noise is to be seen. Um, but the way they've been playing football so far, BYU is looking great. And Zach Wilson is looking fantastic leading them. And then finally, our number five player on our Heisman watch is our second player out of Clemson. we got running back Travis Etienne coming in at number five on our Heisman watch. And this guy... You know, this so far this year, game changing for the Clemson Tigers. Um, you know, already this year, setting all time records for Clemson, setting ACC records, setting FBS records. This guy's just a record machine coming for all of them, it seems like, rushing the ball over there for Clemson. Um, you know, last week against BC and their comeback win um, in the first quarter, Travis Etienne's touchdown now meant that he's had a touchdown in 42 games, setting an FBS record. Followed it up in the third quarter, set the ACC career rushing record. Seven games into this season, he already has the career rushing record in the ACC. This guy is electric. 
He's got 606 yards rushing the ball, 11 total touchdowns. The guy's averaging 5.9 yards per carry just when they give the ball to Travis Etienne. This is where this offense gets to that second level. You know, we know with what they got from Trevor Lawrence, but with Travis Etienne, this is where this team becomes pretty much unstoppable uh, for the Clemson Tigers. You know, last week against BC on um, on 20 carries, 84 yards, didn't have a good day rushing the ball. But then you look at it as receiving, seven catches for 140. This is the difference maker. This is the game-changing ability I'm talking about out of Travis Etienne. When you stop him on the ground, he dominates through the air, um, you know, in the receiving game. And when they get him rolling, once they get Trevor Lawrence back, like I said, this is when this team becomes unstoppable. Um, what Travis Etienne does on the ground, he also can replicate catching the ball. You just cannot stop this guy um, offensively. And this week against Notre Dame was going to be a huge game uh, for Travis Etienne, and it has to be if they want to take down number four, uh, Notre Dame. You know, like I said, they're without Trevor Lawrence today um, in tonight's game. So they're going to rely heavily on Travis Etienne in that game. And he's the guy who, like I said, is the difference maker. He's the guy who can single-handedly win this game here for the Clemson Tigers. And just what he's been able to do um, for Clemson at the running back position this year has been, you know, downright remarkable. And that's why we got him coming in at number five on the Heisman watch list. If this guy keeps things up this year and, you know, again this week, he could be a guy who could quickly start rising here on the Heisman watch. You know, we've seen it before. They've given it to running backs before. And, you know, very frequently, given the Heisman to running backs, Travis Etienne could be the next guy to do it, um, in my opinion. But, again, he's got a lot of work to do. Uh, but in my in my opinion, he has what it takes here um, to put the team on his back and keep being a game changer for the Clemson Tigers. So that's all we got for our Heisman watch list. And just to wrap up today's episode, just, um, highlighting some couple key games um, today in college football. Just again, whenever you check out uh, the episode, um, if you check out this episode early, you can kind of see what games we're looking forward to here on the Slaw Sports Show and keeping an eye out for that one as well. Um, just at the 12 o'clock slot, you know, we got number 13, Indiana, going up against number 23, Michigan. Uh, Michigan needs a huge win today in order to kind of stay alive so far early in their season. Um, Arizona State, USC is a game I'm excited for. Arizona State's a team I really enjoy watching. Um, and if they can get a huge upset, over number 20 USC today at 12 o'clock. I will be very happy um, for my Arizona State Sun Devils. See if they can put together a good game. And the 330 slot, um, you know, we got a huge game. Number eight, Florida against number five, Georgia. Keep an eye on that one as well. Um, see which team comes out on top there. Uh, Coastal Carolina team who is actually 15th ranked. Uh, one of the local teams here um, for me. One of the North Carolina schools, Coastal Carolina, 6-0 on the season, um, playing South Alabama. They have a chance to go here 7-0, continue their undefeated season. And then, of course, tonight's game, um, or of course, that game is at 8 o'clock, so that will be the, the late game today. Um, but tonight's big primetime game, of course, at 7.30 is the game we've been talking about all episode long. Clemson, Notre Dame, keep an eye on all those games. 
um, here today on college football. And then for the NFL fans, since we didn't hit on it uh, really quickly, we got Christian McCaffrey coming back today uh, or coming back this week, actually on Sunday. Excuse me. They're going to need him big against the Kansas City Chiefs. Michael Thomas returning for the New Orleans Saints. And A.B. playing his first game, Antonio Brown, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against Michael Thomas and the Saints on Sunday night football. Definitely keep an eye on that game. Looking to be one of the, uh, probably one of the best games of the season that we might see this year. So keep an eye on that on Sunday night. So a lot of good football to watch this weekend. Um, hope you guys sit down on the couch, have a great weekend, and enjoy those games. But for us on the Saw Sports Show, we're going to be doing the same thing. Uh, you know where to find us. Um, check out for some breaking updates on Twitter at Saw Sports Show. And then going up into the week for the NFL. Um, if we see some breaking news come out, and of course on Tuesday, look forward to our power rankings um, on our website. You can find that in our Twitter bio. But for today, that's all the time we have for the Saw Sports Show. So thank you all for listening. And until next time, we'll see you Saturday. Peace.